Welcome to the Nasred Podcast, where Nasred talks about movies, a place where movies are discussed. Friends, let's just jump into it. Okay, it's been a long time since the last podcast. I think the last podcast was in September, and Alex and I were kicking off our big horror movie season. And maybe I think we had some lofty goals of like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a bunch of podcasts on horror movies all October. Blah, 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 blah. And uh, you know, if you're one of our subscribers or whatever, you know, like we we did not do that. In fact, what I did was I was film busy filming Gore Garage Six, which is the first story of Debbie and the Devil, my horror film, which I am almost done with. Pretty much, if you were wondering, I don't think you care. I think you, you anybody that, you, you know, you have your own life. Um, but if you are wondering, that's what was happening. That's why we, I haven't put out any podcasts or anything of the sort. I've just been busy. And then when I wasn't busy, I just like to sort of think or, or, or write or, or watch stuff. You know what I mean? I love this podcast and I like podcasting. I think it's a cool medium. I, I think there's a lot of possibilities with it, which I'll, I'll get to. Um, but, uh, you know, I, ha I, I just, I've, I've been making my movie and it's a big thing. And in making my movie, just, just, I've, I've managed to be lucky enough to get hooked up with a really amazing group of filmmakers. And we are wild seven, like wild seven is in full force. By the time we're done with Debbie and the devil, we will have a product to take to market and, We'll do our thing and it will find its audience. Big, small, medium, Debbie and the Devil will find its audience because it's cool and we dig it. I dig it. I think it's funny. It's horrific. It's cool. It's, I think it's unique. It's all those things. It's great. And when Debbie and the Devil is done, I'm going to make sure that everybody in the world knows we're finished with it and, and we have a movie. I don't expect everybody to like it. In fact, I expect a lot of people to... Uh, not like it. I expect a lot of people to be upset with it. I expect people to to be uh, put off by the violence. I expect ho certain horror fans to uh, want more violence, even though it is very violent. Gore Garage Six, in particular. I mean, it was it was bloody. But like, but I I, I don't think it, everybody's gonna like it. But I think everyone will like it because if they don't like it, they're insane to me. Because I really think we're making like a fucking awesome movie, and I'm really happy. And. You know, we are shooting basically my scenes very soon. And uh, I play me pretty much. I'm Mr. Red. And the reason I suddenly got the urge to just kind of record, and I, I don't know, maybe I won't put this out. I don't know. I, I just, you know, is I'm going to tell you a little story. And if you've listened to the podcast where I talk about my experience where unfortunately I, I kind of had a misstep and I landed myself in jail for three weeks, Twin Towers Correctional Facility, uh, yeah, you would have some context, but I will tell you that, that yeah, that happened. I, I had a misstep in life. I, but I don't even know. I mean, like, it was, it was weird. I mean, everything kind of happens for a reason, but what the thing that happened before I went to jail like maybe two days, three days before something, I was just possessed at the time. Like I was fucking nuts. I was, I was red hot angry. I was, I was, I was, I, I had this sort of dysphoric mania as I've heard in like the news when talking about this guy that went and shot people in color, you know, I'll get to that. But like, I was just possessed and I was angry 
I wasn't dealing with my demons to such a degree that I became a demon. I was a really nasty piece of work at the time. Now, here's the thing. Um, I won't go into detail about what I did to land myself in jail. If you're curious about that, listen to our pod, to the podcast where I talk about it. It's called The Birth of Nas Red in Twin Towers Correctional Facility. It's a great episode. A friend of mine told me it's the best podcast he ever heard. Thanks, friend. But anyway, like three days before I went to jail, before this energy kind of like landed me in jail because of, uh, you know, bad stuff. Uh, nothing I can't live with, though. Uh, my Something just possessed me to color my hair red. It was the weirdest thing because I I don't know the exact motivation. I don't, I mean, a lot of the things that I, I was doing at that time, it felt like it was, I was, it was an out-of-body experience. Like I was doing it, but I didn't know what I was doing. Like I just wasn't in the driver's seat. And the thing is, I think... In life, I'm, I, I totally don't care talking about this on my podcast at this point because I feel pretty comfortable saying I'm at the driver's seat. I'm, I'm, I, I make sure I'm always at the driver's seat and I, I take precautions and steps in my life and to, to sort of treat myself okay so, so I'm always at the driver's seat. And that being said, I've seen a lot of people not be at the driver's seat and I always have sympathy for those kind of people and stuff like that. It's it's unfortunate when that happens, but if you're lucky like me, it'll happen in your twenties when you nobody knows you and and so you can kind of get away with it. But so I just wasn't in the driver's seat. But I remember I was just so like I got I got to fucking color my hair red. It, it has to be red. Something about that was just. And so everybody was kind of worried about me. So my brother was like, "Okay, you you, you want me to you know uh, get your hair color? Let's let's we'll go to Walgreens." It was like two days before uh, Halloween, so we go to Walgreens, and he's like, "So you want to get like the spray kind?" And I was like, "No, no, no. I want to color my hair red." And then so then I very aggressively like bought this you know hair dye. I think it was called it was Splat that kind. I switched over to Manic Panic, but I'll get to that. But um. And I just went into the bathroom and music with music, rap music, like Tupac and, and Eminem and, 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 you know, stuff like that, uh, coloring my hair and sort of transforming and, and, and sort of looking at myself with this, with this, and I was, I was never the type to color my hair. I've never even, I've never, like, I remember back in the 90s, boys were like bleaching their hair and stuff. I never did that. I, I was never into that. Um, it, this, this was the first time I ever did something like that to my hair. And I actually, you know, despite my insane state, I managed to do it okay. And so I colored my hair. And at the time, I guess I'll go into why I went to jail, but like at the time I, I was going with my new hair color. I was going around town, all around Santa Monica and Venice Beach, insulting people and, and saying really nasty, aggressive things to them. And I managed to say the wrong thing to the wrong lady in the rich neighborhood because when I was doing it in Venice, nobody cared. But then when I went to the rich neighborhood, I got arrested like that. Like I... I, I I was walking and I found this pipe and I picked it up and I was like, I was like twirling it around, like pretending like I was Alex in, uh, in a clockwork orange. And I was just saying horrible things to people. And then I managed to, I don't see the weird thing is I just knew I was doing that. I don't remember specifically saying that 
what I said to that woman, but I walked past this woman and then to avoid her, I walked across the street. And as I was walking away, I said, how would you like your vagina to be cut? And then she, I guess, didn't like that, which, you know, rightfully so. So she called the police. And so like five seconds later, like I, you know, I took this pumpkin, I was smashing it and stuff. And, and then all of a sudden these cops like tackled me. And then, so then I go to Twin Towers and then the processing thing in Twin Towers is fucking insane. And it takes like forever. It's like, uh, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not even saying this lightly. It's what you imagine, kind of like what Auschwitz would be like, just with more technology, and uh, people speak English and stuff. But uh, I, I get checked in, and then blah, blah 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 blah. And then my my brother managed to hook me up with this public defender who was like uh, 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 the dad of uh, my brother's friend's girlfriend at the time, and he was a really nice dude. And he said. Uh, do you know what you did? And I said, was it something I said? And he said, yeah, you said, uh, how would you like your vagina to be cut to this lady? And I said, oh, well, that's not good. And he said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I'll say sorry to the lady. And he's like, no, no, no. The court, they know you're not like a career criminal and this isn't like stuff that, you, you're not like this uh, guy that is constantly causing trouble. Uh, you've just seemed to have had a, a flare up and uh, the court wants to... Um, uh, offer a, a deal where you get time served and you go to a mental health thing on the outs, on out, on the outside. And I said, yes, because jail sucks. And so I was in Twin Towers for three fucking weeks and it was marvelous. It was a wonderful, funny time. No, I did not get raped or anything like that. There was a guy named Mr. Green who was gay and he was like secretive about it and he was funny looking. He looked like a potato and he was my friend and he always tried to hook up with me. I did not have sex with him. No, I did not. Nothing like that happened over there. Some violence happened, but you, if you want, again, I, I won't get into that story, but uh, if you want, listen to the podcast, uh, The Birth of Nas Red at Twin Towers. So anyway, but mind you, I have this red hair in Twin Towers Correctional Facility, which needless to say is a big conversation starter. It's, you know, it, it, whether they be negative conversations or positive conversations, but somehow I made it out. And in jail, that was where I got the name Red. It was after some violence happened. Uh, I got some stitches in my chin. I took it like a man. I got beaten the fuck out of me. I was bleeding everywhere. And I just stood up and looked at the guy as he walked away. And I didn't cry. I, didn't, I wasn't a bitch about it. And I just took it. And uh, after that, everybody just called me Red. And uh, getting realizing that, oh my God, my name is Nas Red. Because my name is Nasir, like the rapper. And, and, you know, for short, people call me Nas. And realizing that this was my pen name was the happiest day of my, of my life. And, and, and it was in jail. And I wrote my name all over the wall. Like it was, I was just ecstatic. Like, like I was like, man, I could write such amazing things with this name Nas Red. And that was, you know, it's 2019. This was in 2009. So that was 10 years ago. So I feel like it's pretty behind me. It's, it's, it's something that keeps me humble. I, I mean, a lot of my memories are always, I mean, even ch like childhood memory, they're very fresh in my mind. I, I, I'm, I'm not one of these guys that forgets things easily, but other than like trivial things, trivial, trivial things. But, but it was 10 years ago. And so for about until 2012, my hair was bright red. And I just, 
it it just it was me like it felt like me i i i was it was weird like before i never liked to go to parties after i dyed my hair red and i got out of jail and that sort of calmed down and i went back into society mind you with red hair and dressing up in red suits and whatnot I was able to go to parties conf- confidently. I was able to talk to people confidently. I I wasn't this shy guy. It was it. I just felt like me. I was like I'm Nas Red. I would you know, and you know I I just I I I became giddy with the possibility of just Mr. Red, like being Mr. Red. Like it was just so fun, and it was so fun to draw Mr. Red, and it was like this little Mickey Mouse ish kind of cartoon. Not it wasn't Mickey Mouse. It was me, but like it was just fun to draw and just. I mean. It, Maybe that's a little narcissistic, but no, I mean, it was just, I always wanted to be a cartoon when I was a kid. And suddenly I, I, I was able to caricaturize myself with this new name and stuff. And it wasn't like it was a part I was playing. It was me. And, uh, and I loved it. I really did. And ultimately what happened, the reason I had to eventually cut the hair, uh, you know, cut the red out of my hair was a terrible tragedy the uh uh i believe aurora i i'm sorry i apologize if i don't remember because i mean dude so many fucking mass shootings happening happen it, it it's hard to keep track i mean that the, the thing that i'm talking about happened seven years ago and within that time i don't know you tell me how many mass shootings have happened and i'm not going to get on a big anti-gun movies this that who cares i mean whatever i mean you know somehow humanity has to figure that thing out but um or america or wherever you know i think it happens everywhere but anyway um some douchebag goes and shoots a bunch of people in colorado at a dark knight rises screening i'm sure you've heard of this if especially if you're american some idiot a real bozo, if you ask me, does this. And not only does he do this, he personally insults me, though I don't think he knew who I was, by dyeing his hair somewhat that color, though his was a little orangish. Mine is very red, like Rihanna, when she had the that hair color. It's very sexy. And needless to say... I wanted to see The Dark Knight Rises. So I had to make a choice. Say goodbye to Mr. Red so you can see The Dark Knight Rises. And that's what I did. It was very hard. I remember one night just, it was around that time, I was upstairs in my room and I'm watching something and it's just gnawing at me. It's like, like, you gotta cut your hair, you gotta cut. I mean, I'm not an idiot. You know what I mean? Like, it would be not only so people don't give me flack so I can go see a movie, but just it's very insensitive to, to I, I think. I, maybe, I don't, I'm not giving a dictum of how people should be, but I did not, I also was very cognizant of the fact that to walk around with my hair like that, even if I'm just in LA and I'm not in Colorado, I don't know, it just seems like a, like a, it seems tone deaf to say the least and, insensitive and I don't know it, it just seemed like I I gotta cut the the red out of my hair so I went downstairs I said mom I, I'm doing it now cut the red out of my hair please and they were very happy because I don't think my family was you know too crazy about the red hair even though they, they've come to accept it but so she cuts the red out of my hair and I was able to go see the dark knight and uh, dark knight rises and it was awesome Bane is so cool but 
So I live my life. And this was in 2012. So seven years have gone by. And I haven't been Mr. Red, like in the physical world. I, I just draw him and, you know, like, and he's in Debbie and the Devil. He, he, he is the devil. And I, with my scenes sort of coming up, I realized, oh my God, I, I, I have to dye my hair again. And I, I sort of did it in a different way. Um, it's sort of like, it's, I think it's pretty cool. Like, it's like two inches at the tips of my hair, which is like a, a little down my ears and stuff like that. And it looks like its own thing. It doesn't look like that moron uh, that uh, shot those people. And it, it looks like its own thing. And I did it. And I just feel like me again. Like, it's the most amazing feeling. Like, I, in the seven years that I, I didn't have my hair like that... Um, I just felt like I was hiding or something. Like I, my my style was very low key. I would just wear this, you know, track jacket and jeans and 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 I just felt like I was just kind of you know hiding. Not that like I'm I'm hiding from people. I'm just you know like I was just being very modest and very humble. And I'm I'm still humble. But that's the thing. I think when I became Mr. Red, when that energy hit me, I didn't know how to harness it, and that landed me in jail. And now I'm I'm back. I'm back. Hello, I'm Mr. Red. Hi, hi, hi. I love you. I'm I'm, I'm back, and I know how to harness it, and I know how to be humble. Like I don't feel like to be me, I have to walk around like a dickhead. I I have a tremendous amount of compassion for people and for the human condition and 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 I really want to just make movies to, to that that entertain people and um hopefully some some kids that are hopefully middle eastern or something you know uh want to do what I did and and you know with Debbie and the Devil I'm not saying anything further than that because I'm not planning too far into the future though Wild 7 does have a slate and we are going to crush but Hopefully I can inspire some kids to do the same thing. And instead of picking up a gun and shooting, they can pick up a camera and shoot. And I, I, I'll i try my best not to get involved in any big political things or anything like that. But because uh, I don't want to alienate any, anybody. But at the same time, if I have something to say, I'll say it. And uh, if I got to tell someone to eat a dick, I'll do it. But I'm not going to go around, you know, bad mouthing people or starting shit or something like that. Because I'm, I'm just that I'm just different now. I've come to really appreciate people the group of filmmakers kids really i mean i mean i look at them as kids because i i think i am the oldest one of them are the most creative uh brilliant funny uh, uh group of kids uh group of, group of you know filmmakers that i am so lucky to be a part of and i'm so lucky that they are down with wild seven and i'll tell you like the the party that we threw after rapping gore garage six was insane i mean i mean the night we rapped we were up until morning talking they were drinking i was smoking that the the night of the party i mean they put on music we it's nuts and it's my gang it's my crew and if you fuck with them i fuck with you 
Do you understand? And and it, they have my back, I have theirs, and that's how it is. And our mutual goal is just to make a cool movie. Um, there, there are many things that we would like to produce and stuff like that, but we're taking it one at a time. But after Debbie and the Devil, hopefully the, the, the financial opportunities sort of open up even further for us because the way, I mean, Debbie and the Devil has been financed has been nuts. It's been nuts because... I mean, last year, not last year this time, but the year before that, we were trying to, me, myself, and my amazing DP, Lucas Potassi, who has gone on to shoot the, 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 the latest film of Lloyd Kaufman for Troma, my hero. He shot Shakespeare's Shitstorm. That's nuts to me. He went to New York because I was able to meet with Lloyd Kaufman all through grace of this podcast. And honestly, I mean, people have asked me, do you want to do interviews on your podcast? I was like, no, I don't care about anybody else. The only person I care about is me and Lloyd Kaufman. And I have my heroes, of course. But you keep, you know, I keep my business with my heroes. By the way, I'm super excited about uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be cool. But anyway, like, like things have been nuts. And the way, when we were trying to figure out how to make, get money for Debbie and the Devil, we had no idea how. Like, we, we were thinking the most ba by the most basic terms, which was like Indiegogo, Kickstarter, that kind of thing. And I don't look down on people that do that. We did that partially to get some of our budget. But the thing that paid for all of this was these commercials that I got for, uh, you know, a company. I, I, I signed an NDA, but like... Uh, and it's been nuts. And 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 being a part of those productions were, were easily like the biggest productions I've been a part of. Huge. The last one was a multi-million dollar thing easily. Um, but the, we because of these commercials, we've been able to finance Debbie and the Devil. And thank you, God, or universe or Satan. No, wait, I'm Satan. So thank God. Thank you. We 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 have been able to to power through. My army is almost done. And that's it. My movie is almost done. And I'm fucking happy. Every year I used to come into the new year with this resolution and this anxiety of my resolution is make my movie. How am I going to make my movie? How am I going to get the money to do it? How, 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 how? And this year I'm tiptoeing into it. I'm ballet dancing into the new year because I know my movie for the, the majority of it has already been shot. And... I'm really happy with what we have, with, with the rough cut assemblies that we have. I'm amazed. And it's not because of me. I mean, it is partially, I mean, I came up with the idea and this and that. But let me tell you something to any would-be filmmakers out there. If you don't got good people, you got nothing. I need these people. And I love them. They're truly tremendous, amazing human beings. And I, I feel incredibly lucky that this is my team. This is Wild 7. And Wild 7 has been a concept that I've had since I was like 20. So so almost 16 years that I've had this concept. And now it's coming into fruition. And the energy is amazing. The, the synergy between all of us is amazing. And I couldn't be happier. And, um, and we're going to do our thing. And the thing is, you know, I... I, I I, I God bless anybody who who has made a movie. I th here's the other thing about the podcast. 
when I started the podcast, there are several podcasts. No, actually, there's only two movie podcasts that I really listen to. F this movie, which with this guy, with this dude Patrick Bromley, who's a cool dude, I guess. I don't know. I don't know him really. And then Film Junk, which is these like Canucks, these Canadians, and they're very funny. Jay is funny, and uh, Sean and Frank and Greg and and all those guys and the Asian dude. But but anyway, I before I started the podcast, I would listen to to those podcasts, and that was sort of the gold standard for me for for movie podcasts because I mean like any. Like many people in my generation, I grew up listening to Howard Stern. I love Howard Stern. I I, I cherry pick uh, things that I listen to of his, and and I listen to him like like music. I love him. And but that being said, I didn't want to start my podcast trying to be like a mini Howard Stern, which I hear a lot of people do. And so I just looked at the the format of like film junk and f this movie and I, just knowing that i just i'm able to talk about movies that was the format that i committed to and it was it's fun it, it is fun talking about movies on this podcast it's a lot of fun talking to alex uh interdimensional alex it's a lot of fun talking to jesse sanchez it's a lot of fun very a lot of fun even though we don't do it as much as i would love to because he has kids but talking to jason linear white is like like pop culture zen to me like the level that i get with jesse or alex i love talking about movies but that being said now that i've made or i'm almost done with my own movie i just don't not that it's not appropriate or that i i wouldn't do it but i don't care about other people's movie i i do I care about the the movies that get me crazy, that get me jazzed, and I love and stuff like that. But I do not care to sit and review other people's movies every week. I don't. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I I'm happy that they made their movie. I don't want to go and sit and critique other people's work. I don't want to. It's not. It, it's not something that that interests me in the long run. And the people that do it, God bless them, because that's the stuff that I listen to. Uh, I, if the Film Junk podcast ever goes away, I would be very upset. And I and, and I love them. Like It's like when you listen to that podcast, it's like they're your friends. And uh, uh, that sounds weird, you know. Hey, hi, guys. I'll send this to you if you if you care to listen. But anyway, you guys might think I'm annoying or something, like I'm a Hollywood idiot or something. But I'm not. I'm just an idiot. But anyway... Um, but that being said, I sort of came at this place with the podcast where I was like, you know, like at a sort of like a standstill where it's like you're making your movie and that's so time consuming and so like, you know, it's just taking every bit of your energy. And then the less, I mean, the last bit of energy that you have, you just want to veg out and watch something dumb and not really talk about it or just talk about it with your friend or something and not really record it and put it out. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, like, I, I, I just feel like with this podcast, I love this podcast. Because of this podcast, my DP was able to to work on Lloyd Kaufman's last movie, Shakespeare's Shitstorm. And that's a huge deal to me. Because of this podcast, I was able to meet Lloyd. And and we we send pictures uh, to each other on Twitter. Like, we're, we're homies. You know what I mean? And and I, Wild 7 is an eternal ally of, of trauma. Because if it wasn't for trauma, I don't... I, I don't know if I would really have this business model in my mind and stuff like that. And also, if it wasn't for trauma, I wouldn't have watched their movies, which are a lot of fun. And they're they're fun to binge on and smoke weed and eat spinach. 
the period that I was watching a lot of trauma, I was eating a lot of spinach salads. I, I just want to add that. That's why I said I eat spinach. But that being said, this podcast is not over. It's not going anywhere. I think next up, Alex and I are going to do a Planet of the Apes like extravaganza podcast. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm not. I'm not even done with the review format. If I feel like I have something positive to say, or if I feel like my negativity would be somewhat entertaining to the listener, and 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 if I if I felt comfortable, you know, doing that. Like we 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 watched Fifty Shades Freed, and I made the the sort of assessment that the the filmmakers involved would not be damaged by me and Alex well, by Alex and I uh discussing how much we disliked that movie. We thought it would be funny and I think it was a little funny. And, and in fact, you know, like yeah. So it's not going anywhere. But I am starting a new podcast and it's going to be timed with Debbie and the Devil and it's going to be the Wild 7 podcast and it's going to be a fucking party. And I just, the, the big goal with the podcast is that anybody that watches Debbie and the Devil and gets into our thing, you know, watches something of ours. Because we have been putting out a few more things. Like we did a whole ad campaign for Boost Boost Jeans, which my brother owns and I help him run and stuff like that. And I help him design stuff. And um, and we, we've just been upping our production. Like, you know, like we've just been making stuff and stuff like that. And if you're down with what we make and you want to hang out with the gang, you could listen to the Wild 7 podcast and hang out with the gang. And as far as I'm concerned, when I first started the podcast, I was very polite. I was very again because I I never want to be I never want to be the poor man's anything. I just want to be the poor man's Mr. Red. You know what I mean? I mean, I take bits, I steal from everybody. I steal from everybody. But I feel like the way I add things up it, it, it's it they're they become their own things and stuff like that and that's my mo and you can say yeah that's that's a lot of people's mo's and good that should be everybody's mo you know but that being said i just want to sort of say all that like like i really feel like for seven years i was hiding and then with with when i started the podcast it was kind of like peeking my head out like oh hello world and you know like just kind of being humble and 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 again, I'm still humble. It's just, it's just, I'm Mr. Red. I'm the greatest thing ever. I'm humble and I'm the greatest thing ever. And I just want to make things for, for people to be entertained by. And if that means just making genre movies and horror films and crime movies, Wild 7 is going to put out some crime movies we're very excited about. Um, that will be cool. And we will do that. And the thing is, we have a studio like we you know for the longest time i called it wild seven productions but we've become wild seven studios because we actually have a studio we have a humongous space that we shoot the majority of our stuff at and so we are up and running and we'll see how the world treats debbie and the devil we will see i hope the kids at school make friends with my dear debbie and they accept her and if they don't, they can go fuck themselves. Anywho, you know what? I feel good. I feel good. I think I think I am going to put this out. It's been a while. and uh, But yeah, those are my thoughts. One thing I just want to mention. I just want to mention this. The Oscar nominations. Two things. 
Okay, I'm not. I mean, everybody knows the. It's it's you know whatever. It's an award show. It's 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 a show where rich people can basically give each other gold, right? But I did find it odd that two things were not nominated for best picture and at least best documentary. If Beale Street could talk was not nominated for best picture, I found that odd. Won't You Be My Neighbor was not nominated for Best Documentary. I found that super odd. And you can say, oh, that's just because that movie is just a crowd pleaser. Well, fuck you. Okay, so anyway, we're good. So, Mr. Red is back, ladies and gentlemen. The Wild 7 Podcast will begin with the release of Debbie and the Devil. Debbie and the Devil coming soon. We are almost done. Pray on bended knee to the movie gods, as Spike Lee would say for us. Anywho. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Nasred. Follow me on Instagram at Mr. Nasred. Email me at nasredpodcast at gmail.com and visit me at nasred.com for all of your Nasred needs and buy a Wild 7 Productions t-shirt. 10% of the proceeds go to Children Incorporated. Goodbye, you Wild 7 represent. Throw it up, friends. <laughs>